0: This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com.
1: Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. Members of Taiwan's national karate team who took part in the Asian Championships in Kazakhstan have tested positive for Omicron. Out of 13 confirmed cases, seven are of the new variant. Sandy Chi has the details.
2: After winning four medals at the Asian Karate Championships in Kazakhstan last week, Taiwan's national team has been struck down by COVID-19. 13 of 22 athletes tested positive for the virus upon returning home, seven of them with the new Omicron variant. 11 of those who tested positive were fully vaccinated. The other two had received one dose. The Central Epidemic Command Center, or CECC has ordered rapid testing kits for Taiwan's athletes competing overseas. It is also considering changing its rules for them to get booster shots. Around 60 people from eight countries or territories who took part in the Asian Championships have tested positive, including participants from Japan, Hong Kong and Thailand. Kazakh health officials maintain that 75% of the country's population is fully vaccinated, and Taiwan's government has not included Kazakhstan in a list of high-risk countries. Also in Taiwan, the central city of Taichung is stepping up its drive to vaccinate migrant workers a vaccination station in the rural mountain area of Lishan, is offering Biontech-Pfizer shots. The city promised there would be no repercussions for anyone working illegally who comes to get a jab. Taiwan has also now launched its digital COVID-19 certificate. Around 30,000 people applied on the first day. The CECC said most people have applied for a certificate of full vaccination. Around 80% of Taiwan's population have received one dose and 68% are fully vaccinated. Though only a small number of people have received a booster shot. Kama Shu and Sandy Chi for Taiwan Plus.
1: One person is feared dead in a fire at the factory of a defense contractor in Taichung. Six others have suffered minor injuries. A gas explosion started the fire at the Taichung factory of Aerospace Industrial Development Corporation, AIDC, on Wednesday morning. It was brought under control within 15 minutes. AIDC is a Taiwanese defense contractor that works on the National Jet Fighter Program and upgrades to F-16 fighters. These operations take place in a different factory and were not affected by the fire. Taiwan's semiconductor industry is the most advanced in the world and has become indispensable to many countries' civilian and defense technologies. Taipei is hosting the three-day Semicon trade fair attended by hundreds of international companies. And our reporter Jaime Okon spoke to some of those participating in the event to find out why Taiwan has become so dominant in the industry. <laughs>
3: What's interesting about semiconductors like these is that machines need them to function. Anything from a coffee maker to a washing machine and even a fighter jet. Taiwan makes up about 60% of the global semiconductor market and countries around the world rely heavily on the island for these chips. Being able to produce the technology, Taiwan's ahead about two, two generations. The United States, they're able to uh, invent the technology, they're just not able to produce the technology. Uh, Because this is the biggest exhibition for semiconductor every year. So we are here to introduce our company. Taiwan's dominance in the semiconductor industry gives it a crucial role in the global supply chain. Countries like the U.S. are afraid that any form of aggression towards Taiwan could disrupt production and in turn cripple economies worldwide. And it's because of this that the industry is seen as beneficial to the island's security. Even China relies heavily on production from Taiwan. Events like Semicon highlight just how important semiconductors are for companies that rely on technology. While many countries are trying to play catch-up, companies here are telling me that they want to work together and foster deeper ties with Taiwan, especially after being hampered by a global chip shortage.
1: Taiwan's President Tsai Ing-wen has reiterated that the country's combat readiness must be bolstered. She made the comments to 23 newly promoted military generals on Tuesday and said that achieving the goal is dependent on retaining talent within the military. Tsai's remarks come after China and Japan agreed to establish a military hotline to mitigate mutual security risks. James Chater has the details.
0: At a ceremony on Tuesday in Taiwan's defense ministry, 23 senior military generals received a promotion, but also a call to action from President Tsai Ing-wen. During her address, Tsai outlined military reforms aimed at retaining talent within Taiwan's armed forces. They include the renovation of bases, the upgrading of equipment, and a streamlining of the promotion system. And on Tuesday, Taiwan's defense minister also outlined where other future military spending would be targeted. The two announcements come as Taiwan seeks to convince its main security partners that it's ready to defend itself from potential invasion by China. That's in the absence of an absolute security guarantee from its principal ally, the United States. That's no easy task, though, after recent reports revealed the declining quality of training for Taiwan's armed forces, as well as its sclerotic management. And it's in an increasingly fraught regional environment that concerns over Taiwan's military preparedness are circulating. On Monday, the defense ministers of Japan and China agreed to establish a military hotline before the end of 2022. The communication channel is designed to mitigate the risk of security flashpoints spilling over into regional conflict. Those points of contention include the Senkaku or Diaoyu Islands, over which Japan and China both claim sovereignty, as well as Taiwan. Japan's Prime Minister Fumio Kishida last week approved a tenth consecutive year of record defence spending, with the country's military budget rising to 47 billion U.S. dollars The defence budget boost comes as prominent voices in Tokyo appear increasingly sympathetic toward Taiwan. Former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe earlier this month said that a Taiwan emergency is a Japanese emergency and that Chinese military action in the region would be economic suicide. Words are one thing, but numbers are another. Japan's record defense budget is less than a quarter of China's. And the imbalance between Beijing and Taipei is even starker, with rough estimates suggesting China's active military personnel is around eight times that of Taiwan's. And it's those crude imbalances that will add even more weight to Tsai's words on Tuesday, as Taiwan seeks to project its own image of military resilience. Klein Wang and James Chater for Taiwan Plus.
1: U.S. President Joe Biden on Monday signed into law the National Defense Authorization Act 2022, which included a call for Taiwan to be invited to the world's largest military exercise, the Rim of the Pacific exercise, or RIMPAC. Bill Sharp is a lecturer at the University of Hawaii Center for Chinese Studies. I asked him how likely were Taiwan's chances of being invited to RIMPAC.
4: Relationship between um, uh, <clears throat> the United States and Taiwan has uh, been on, constantly been on the upswing uh, since uh, Biden took office. I think that the United States realizes that a solid defense relationship, an active relationship, an open defense relationship with Taiwan is more and more important. You know, I'm speaking to you from Hawaii. Perch here in Hawaii, we see that uh, China is uh, jutting out into the Western Pacific more and more all the time to a point where it's beginning to be of some concern, Hawaii. To tighten up the relationship, the defense relationship between Taiwan and the United States is only in the U.S. interest. Let's face it, uh, Taiwan shields Hawaii. We don't want Taiwan to become part of China because then it would become a huge uh, PLA naval base.
1: Would participation in RIMPAC mean for Taiwan's defense, the defense of Taiwan?
4: Well, it's sad to say that Taiwan population appreciates the military very much, and I think that uh, the military feels underappreciated. They've been, existed on a shoestring budget for a long time. Uh, weapon systems are somewhat outdated. Uh, doctrine is outdated. Tsai Ing-wen has steadily increased uh, military budget and has tried to really pump up the uh, morale of the military. I know from so many um, retired and active duty officers that I've talked to in the Taiwan military that they really see active, open training with the United States. And that's uh, clearly a morale builder. But also it will help them to uh, establish or get up to date on military doctrine.
1: An amendment to Taiwan's Gender Equality In Employment Act has been passed granting fathers-to-be an extra two days of paid paternity leave. Fathers can now take seven days leave split between accompanying the mother to prenatal checkups and after birth. The amendment also grants female employees two more paid days of leave for pregnancy checkups up to a total of seven days. Civic groups have criticized the changes, saying they still don't go far enough. Mothers only get eight weeks of maternity leave. The monthly and hourly minimum wage in Taiwan will go up by 5.2% from January 1st. The new monthly minimum wage will be 25,250 Taiwan dollars, the equivalent of around 915 US dollars. The minimum hourly wage is set at 168 Taiwan dollars. That's around 6.1 US dollars. About 2.5 million workers are expected to benefit from the increase. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. For more stories from around the world and Taiwan, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com. (laughs) you <laughs>